Long tongues lick ladies. Hey, we're Radio Loud. <laughs> Got Steve-O, Sackmaster with us today. Steve-O in the fucking house. Yeah. Yeah. So happy to see you. Myself, Stefan Weber, and our always beautiful Douglas Dobert. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Snap for me. <laughs> so. I got a tail. Yeah. Regale us. All right. <laughs> so last, like a couple weekends ago, I went out of town. Mm-hmm. I, we talked about that. I went out of town. I come back. And no one took out the recycling or the garbage or anything while I was gone. So I missed it on Monday. So our garbage bins have been full. And this previous Sunday, I go outside to take everything out. All the bins are full. And there's like a couple boxes with like absolutely rancid garbage next to the next to our garbage. Is it inside? What do you mean inside? Inside? You didn't take no, out like the garbage? Next to the bins, right? No, next to the bins outside. All right. And... It's like absolutely disgusting, you know, like rancid meat, there's fruit flies all over it and stuff, and I take it and I pick it up and I throw it in the garbage because the garbage isn't as full, just our recycling. I open up our recycling, there's garbage in our recycling. Mm. And I just think there's an older guy in our building, he's made maybe a small mistake or like he just got confused or something like that or he's older, he just like couldn't haul it all out there or something. So I didn't really think anything, I took care of it and then I put the garbage to the curb. Now... Thursday, I get a text, or Tuesday, I get a text from Brittany. She's like, there's more just rancid meat in, like, pick-and-save bags Fresh next to the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just sitting next to the garbage can. And I, I told her, we'll just pick it up and text Barb, and or my landlord, and we'll go back over. We'll, like, review with everybody how to dispose of garbage. <laughs> it's amazing that you even have to fucking think review of this. with like, how to dispose okay. of garbage. <laughs> but I'm not done with We're this. Throwing you on out, Thursday, Steve. there's Brittany texts me. I took the dog out, and now there's there's more bins next to our garbage. Because Barb brought uh, the landlord. Our landlord brought us another recycling bin because ours were full. Uh, and I'll just return it from where she got it from. But there's there was like Amazon boxes with more rancid garbage and little pick and save bags. And I go check the address. It's for that huge apartment complex next door to me. Someone's been walking their garbage all the way over. I'm talking, this is a pretty big trek. Over to our place and just dumping their garbage. Right. So I... <laughs> I you was, busted out the spy I, cam? No, I was going to take all the garbage and leave it in their entryway. Because okay. it has this fucking... It has this dude's fucking address on right. it. Like, what? What? Why would you do this? What a cunt. And it's not like there wasn't even room in the garbage. He was putting it in the wrong bins that he was... He was He's just illegally dumping crap in my backyard. Like, I've always been paranoid about that, like, when I take out cat shit, because sometimes I'm too lazy to take the receipts out of the bags. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, Nobody's there's fucking... That. But yeah, nobody's going to dig through fucking cat shit or whatever. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> but the, yeah, my my neighbors are dumping garbage in my garbage bins, and they have huge dumpsters. I don't even understand why this guy would waste the time right. walking all the way over here to dump this. Shit. I, I mean, thinking a building like that, they'd have a fucking chute. It's so big. Yeah, well, don't I they don't have underground under- parking too. Yeah, I don't understand. So what is he doing? Like so that? my landlord, my land. I told my landlord, well, I'm just going to go dump this in their entryway because other people will leave the building and see his address and just be like, "What's wrong with this guy? He's right. leaving garbage in the entryway." But she wanted to go a more professional route and contact their like management agency and all this other stuff. Stefan Weber, neighborhood watch. Dun dun. 
Dude, I was I was like pissed because it was it was nasty stuff like old rotted meat and it just attracted all these flies and maggots and stuff. And uh, get yourself some pot flies, man. Gross. Human pot fly. It's gross, dude. Those things are fucking gross. Have you ever seen like some like the extraction or the yeah, like they put a of slab shit? of or a guy tried putting a slab of meat on his skin to extract one, and it just like hatched more of them. Ugh. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah. What was the logic behind that? He shit? thought it was gonna burrow into the meat. Like, I watched it in science class in high school. It's already burrowed into your fucking arm, dude. It's already burrowed into your meat, motherfucker. Like, apparently, like, gave it, like, a breeding ground. You don't say. (laughs) Yeah. How long did he leave the slab of meat on there? Uh, Five minutes? What? I I think he went to sleep with it, if I recall it correctly. What, he, like, surrounded it? It just did it overnight? In his stomach. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't recall the whole thing. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll have to look. That's it up. some fucking but, uh, home doctor. I, <laughs> some home doctor dumb shit. And it just that's, kept getting like worse and worse. And he's just like yanking bot flies out of his skin. That's some tryptophobia. Yeah. Type shit. Right. Steve-O dated a girl who <laughs> had that like tryptophobia yeah, thing. Bad. And he didn't half know. Of those, that's the holes, right? Yeah. Half of, the, half of those pictures are fake, though. Yeah, a lot of them are doctor. Still, but strawberries fuck with her. Still fucks up. This fucks yeah. with people. Um, you like, didn't know about that shit until it was like live in her face, yeah. right? I'm like, check this out. She's like, what the? Fuck? Like, what? She's like, it's disgusting. It makes my skin crawl. Like, oops, dude. There was uh, talking of phobias. We were doing a creative writing assignment in a language class in high school, and the teacher literally was picking random objects out of a paper bag I wasn't even looking and she'd set it on your desk and you had to write like a descriptive essay about this thing what'd you get a dong i don't remember what i got but <laughs> oops that's not supposed to be in that bag <laughs> <laughs> what happened was this girl got a cotton ball set on her desk and she fucking stands up like you put like a fucking gun on the desk or some shit and she's like oh my god get that fucking thing away from me and this girl had a phobia of cotton like what, what is what does she wear just polyester or what i, I don't well it's, i don't <laughs> she's think she's wearing it's, adidas track suits everywhere she walked <laughs> windbreakers <laughs> it was kind of crazy she was like one of the more popular girls and she just had this fucking meltdown because apparently she had this huge phobia of cotton balls and i think it's more of like the aspect of like the way the they the feel when you your teeth on them or yeah. what yeah <laughs> 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 that even makes me go like a little Ugh. no uh texturally I, I don't like fucking with them because they'll like you know i'm a cook so i like cut my hands a lot and stuff and they'll yeah. like get snagged on shit and like there's that like weird like snagging grinding feeling to them and shit and it's like Ugh, like the residual the cotton, cotton like, like, like uh like cutting your toenails and then putting them into socks and, yes. like a little like get a little snagged. Oh, look at his fucking anguish. It's just like, oh. <laughs> I just got a track yesterday in one of my fucking songs. Welcome to Phobia Cast, where we talk about your deepest, darkest phobias. <laughs> so, yeah, this, out of like 30 objects, what are the odds of this one chick getting something that she has an extreme phobia out of in front of a, all her peers? I mean, out of something too. so mundane, too, a teacher wouldn't think somebody's going to be afraid of cotton balls. Yeah, she literally had to go, wait, what? Are you serious? She's like, yes, oh my god, get that away from me. Because some, some women even use cotton balls to like clean their face and stuff, so that girl must use a washcloth or something. That's just, well, they got the pads. Those are a lot better to clean your face the with. The fat ones? Yeah. The flat ones. I have some of those. Um, much better. Yeah, but that's the thing about phobias is that they just it just doesn't They're irrational. Make sense. Yeah. yeah, completely irrational. irrational. But you you'd never expect that as a, the teacher never expected that I should say. Now, like, how is 
the thalassophobia a phobia then? Is that the because, depth? Yeah. That's not irrational. That's fucking scary, it, man. It's completely rational. Right? Like, our buddy was really bad with that. Handsome. Oh, handsome, handsome. Yeah. Uh, he was really bad with that. Really? Like, he's Wales like, I just don't know yeah. what's down there, man. Like, And he, he showed us a picture of a fucking prehistoric fish called the Lidsichthys. And it's just this gigantic motherfucker, and he's like, that could be down there. Like, <laughs> that just, could be down I'm like, that's, lurking. that's not down there. Like, I'm the fish. <laughs> yeah, him just, he'd always describe as him just like treading open water and <laughs> gobbled up. Just gone. Or, or dragged down. Or just, you know, treading open water and a piece of seaweed touches your toe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just in a lake. <laughs> That shit even freaked me out, like, uh, just being in a lake. One time, though, I did uh, um, Have a friend... actual fish brush against you? Because no. that's freaky. Uh, um, we were doing, like, intertubing at a lake up north when I used to live up there, and the father of my friends, he just, like, dumped us in the middle of the lake and was like, all right, swim back. We fucking, like, swam from the middle of the lake. We had life jackets, but we'd, like... So not that big of a dick move. Yeah, but like he kind of like stayed just far enough away so we couldn't reach the boat. <laughs> I'm gonna get these kids tired, make them go to sleep early tonight. <laughs> get these kids a workout. That shit was fun though. Um, I remember one of the first times I went intertubing. Nobody told me to just let go if you flip over. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hold on to that thing. Tore the fucking pants off me. Gone. Fucking god, great, dude. <laughs> Was it like an audible rip too? Just like a no, we were going like you know maybe like thirty miles an hour or whatever. You missed the you missed when we went swimming here. Then he had those shorts. Yeah, I had to go out and get some real fucking. Tight. I had to, I bought them because we were planning on uh, swimming, and uh, yeah, they were just a bit too small for your boy here. Just just hugging a little bit. I got a I got a near death experience on inner tubing. Oh really? Yeah, we went we went rafting on some rivers. It was just me and a buddy. Uh, this is some time a long time ago. When we were younger. Like they were not extreme rapids, but there were little parts where it got pretty pretty rocky. Got a little white waterish. Yeah, but we got stuck. And I was like, "Don't worry, I got this, bro." Could you center him in the frame there? Sorry. Oh God. Well, I, I said uh, I got this. So I get out and I start pulling on this inner tube. Can you see what I did wrong here? I uh, got out. And I started pulling on this thing. A little bit, way, yeah, that, that's good, right there. Um, okay, so you're pulling on the inner tube. It was stuck, and I okay. got out and I started pulling on it. Do you see what I did wrong here already? Pulled on it? Yeah, I'm in front and of it. it fell on you? And you know what happened? <laughs> the inner tube got dislodged, and it pinned me underneath a rock. Oh, yep. shit. And my buddy, luckily, though, had my arm, and the inner tube went over the top of me. So, like, it flew over the top of me, and he still had my arm. Like, he spun around, and he pulled me out of the water, but I would have been... It would have been bad. would have been an honor. Yeah, I- push from behind i don't have any horror stories (laughs) i don't have any horror stories about inner tubing or anything but when i was on the south side a kid almost drowned me (laughs) he sat on my head in the pool until i couldn't breathe oh my god (laughs) oh geez i thought it was just gonna be yeah we were lazy river i peed in there no sounds like some shit out of fucking uh happy or not happy gilmore uh billy madison where the principal disgusting blob in his wrestling career no sat on it no (laughs) no <laughs> Do you imagine that your son comes home? And I fucking sat on a kid's head and held him under the water, and he, he died. He died. <laughs> he died, dude. That's the worst, man. Like just swimming with friends. I've had somebody like push me under, and it's like, fuck. Oh, what this are you kid doing, wasn't you a friend. psycho? 
He wasn't a oh, friend. Oh, he just didn't even know him? He was an asshole. He jumped into the pool. Yeah, it was wild. It was some wild shit. <clears throat> it was a good experience. I thought I was gone. Yeah, Tender least, age of 11. <laughs> thought I was I, done for. I was, was going to say, this at least, was it. At least you will I'll never get come to, to work the next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. Uh, so do we want to? Do we got more stories, or do we want to go into news? Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say something quick. I had a uh, a dream about being on the podcast, <laughs> and then it happened a couple nights ago. No, it didn't happen. We Your need dreams to make are it. Fulfilled. We need to fucking make it happen. This, though. We need to fulfill this prophecy. Dude. This fucking dream, dude. I woke up like, what the fuck. So I had a dream I'm on the podcast, and right when you guys start off, you do the fucking beginning kickers and shit. I pull out a can of fucking cheese whiz, spray it into my hand, and just start caressing it into my scalp. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up like, "What the fuck was that about, dude?" Like, um, I told a, a the story once before, but nobody's ever going to hear it because nobody was fucking listening to us <laughs> then. But uh, I went to Woodman's one day like early in the morning to pick up some like cold brew coffees and just like stash them in the fridge at work. And I park my car. I look over, this is like five thirty AM in the morning. There is a woman sitting in her car with the lights off, putting cheese whiz onto a Triscuit or like a cracker and fucking eating it. You know what? I bet I work with this woman. That is because she eats that every day for breakfast and it's disgusting. That is great breakfast food, by the way. Yeah, she doesn't do triscuits at saltines. Ew, ew, even worse. (laughs) And she just, (laughs) oh, oh, god, Jesus Christ, dude. Maybe fucking terrible. Maybe she's addicted to the propellant. Maybe it gives her a buzz. (laughs) She's doing. Cheese whiz whippets. Is that why your voice is so deep? <laughs> Wizzets. <laughs> hey, you guys want some cheese? Please? You want some cheese? You want to hit of this shit, man? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ears are ringing. All right. Uh, so, news. Let's talk yeah, about we can some, talk news. some juicy news. Talk world of Snorecraft. Uh, news. News. Because we're going to yeah. get way too into Yeah. I got a, lo- a local story that you guys might have caught. Yeah, I don't know if you guys were familiar with the story. I just saw it this morning. The taco truck guys, but no, it is the guys who stole the bronze angel statue and a bunch of other stuff from Forest Home Cemetery. I didn't know about any of that. That place has been a hotbed for that kind of shit for a while. Yeah, they stole a large statue, the tablet for it, and it sounds like the the gate. <laughs> They took the gate. <laughs> I just saw that. We're, we're going to set up our own gated community. <laughs> Nobody's going to find us because we won't let them in with these gates that we have. So they found the people? or uh, Not to my knowledge. When I first got this story. Seeking suspects. When is six it foot tall bronze angel and then a three by six the a pair of three by six bronze gates. Good luck turning that into the fucking scrapyard. I'm just yeah, saying, I know they're dude. gonna have you on the list. Just right. melt it down. Yeah, you what know? are you gonna melt it down with? You're gonna build your own crucible? Yeah. I mean, it's really. I've not seen that it hard. done on yeah. YouTube. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> it's really not that hard. Yeah. You'll just fucking like uh, reform it into a sword. <laughs> just so, like form a form some styrofoam, bury it in some dirt, pour the bronze on it. Mm-hmm. But when I heard this story, the only thing I could really think of was like a bunch of rednecks with a their big truck and then just just chains and just <laughs> wrapping it up and just pull it up 
Billy. Fucking six foot bronze angel just goes flying. Dude. You know what immediately came to my mind? The episode of The Simpsons where Bart steals Jebediah Springfield's head. <laughs> uh, talking, uh, you got something? I was going to say, I just thought of the Dukes of Hazard movie when they're yanking the safe all around the road. The one with Johnny Knoxville and the Stifler dude or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's like, Williams we'd like Scott. to offer you. 40,000 yen to come work for us. Yeah. How's that sound? Sounds like 40 bucks. <laughs> um, speaking of suspects and people at large, you want to call up the Tennessee man story? The uh, human centipede story? What? If you've heard about this. Where are we going with this? I have not. There was a story that came out about a Knoxville man suspected okay. of creating a real-life human centipede. And oh, look at this this character. Yeah, look at the character tree. They said that the people who um, were taken taken captive, they pretty much described him as having no like redeeming or features that they could really identify him with. It's a but very bland looking white male. <laughs> they suspect that um, he was a surgeon because he actually crudely sewed these people asked him out together after from what the girls said the he enticed them to come under the guise of a job interview and then drugged them through drink and then you know you've seen the human centipede sewed two of them asked to mouth <laughs> oh god so uh, the, I'm was, just in. I'm just enthralled by the story. This guy must have seen the movie and just be like, I could do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it, it was done like, in the movie. That was the basis for the sequel of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> this Jesus. Oh my God! That sequel. Not to get too far off the story, but the sequel is like one of the few movies I had to turn off because this guy was like sexually infatuated with the first movie. That's well, how they like that's, set it. That's up. how this guy must have been just going through his entire day, just like I need to do this. I must. I have the human centipede. So they are saying Caucasian male between the ages of 50 and 60 is on the run. They don't know who it is. Um, the, like, honestly, this the the drawing of this guy looks just so incredibly average, like you said. Is that the shoe bomber? <laughs> <laughs> almost. Probably. It looks like D.B. Cooper almost. Right, that's it's the same saying. fucking character tree you get from every guy that disappears. This quote from the story really got me. Once inside the warehouse, investigators were appalled by the scene that confronted them. Quote, after a career of 30 years dealing with some of the most heinous crimes you could imagine, this was by far the worst. As we entered the building, we saw a group of three women crawling on the floor on their hands and knees in obvious distress. It wasn't until we approached them that we saw the full extent of the situation. The women are currently receiving expert, expert medical, medical care. care. They're expected to recover. Well, yeah, hopefully. Uh, physically, but psychologically, you're that done, though. Fucked, man. That is, uh, that is PTSD for life. Right. Like, that is fucked, dude. <laughs> Just imagine that, though, ladies and gentlemen, having somebody sewn to your asshole or being sewed to somebody's asshole. And I don't know if you went through like the whole like forced feeding thing, like they did in the movie, but having to oh, of course he did. Have the somebody shit into your it. mouth. Oh, guy's freaking obsessed with it. 
when I first saw the movie, I was like, somebody sat down on their couch and was thinking to themselves, I got a great idea for a movie. And then they fucking went through with it. About a, a movie about sewing people ass to mouth. <laughs> Can't be any worse than Taco Bell. Oh, that'd be the fucking worst, man. You fucking it smells the same going down as it does coming out. Am I right? Exactly. What if what if he that was his twist on it and he only fed fed the Taco Bell? You're sick. You're sick, Stefan. Maybe Taco Bell will pick up the uh the movie <laughs> sequel. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's just sponsorship ads everywhere, dude. Slap, slap, slap. You want an XXXL burrito? <laughs> yeah, rated XXXL. <laughs> Holy fuck, though. take that further, but we won't. You know, I, uh, I never, <laughs> never thought. Uh, so the authorities basically said, if you think you've seen this man, do not, approach, is... do not approach the subject... He might react with violence. Yeah, by sewing your mouth to someone else's asshole. Ugh. I'm just saying, like, almost everyone has seen that man in their neighborhood. Like, that is a very stereotypical... Everybody's seen that man at work. ...white man. Yeah, right. He's one of the many nameless thousands of engineers at my yeah. job. <laughs> Basically, I believe most people are, like, you know, good people. They're just trying to find their next sandwich. And you can trust most people, but... Not this guy. It's always one snapper. Yeah, they, you never know. There's these fucking people among us. Just report everyone at your job. <laughs> <laughs> report all those dudes. Yeah, maybe one of them, one of them has to be the serial shitter. <laughs> That's a, another story. Yeah. <laughs> Were you here for that? I believe I was. I told you that story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Stefan's Stefan's work is a classy. classy Don't worry. Place. They just installed like two hundred cameras all over. Ugh. Ah, oh, That's even yeah, worse. Even worse. <laughs> I'd rather go unsupervised on camera than have a bunch of cameras just to feel safe from the serial shitter. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would be even worse. Like, I know, like, That's cereal is, like, reoccurring, but, like, what if he was just sh- sh- shitting in cereal? That, that <laughs> would almost be worse. Just boxes of cereal you open, and there's just a log? Like, he got me again. <laughs> I don't even know who this guy is, and he got me again. The cereal cereal shitter. <laughs> <laughs> really? My honey bunches of oats? <laughs> really? <laughs> Uh, so he does you, it in the fucking grape no, nuts. No. It's like, this shit has enough fiber already. You, you pour, you're pouring it out in the bowl and it just... <laughs> boop. It's, 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 it's like it's been uh, breaded with the Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh, no. <laughs> you're, just, you're, just, you're just looking at in the into the bowl. Set your cereal box down and push away from the table and you just leave. It takes the term, who's shitting your oatmeal, to a whole new level. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck. What are those, what are the sugar, uh, they're like sugar and multicolored Rice Krispies. Fucking Fruity Pebbles? Yeah, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's the best. Fruity Pebbles. Dude, you just put <laughs> that... crabs in your Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> you just put that shit in your mouth. Not the shit. <laughs> <laughs> what you do with the Fruity Pebbles is you don't eat it. You put it in your mouth, and then you suck yeah. the, the goodness out of it. Did you just imagine, like, getting the... the I really can't The right fecal now. filtering... <laughs> 
I really don't want to. Just imagine sucking shit and milk through your teeth. I've been... <laughs> you just get end. You just end up with an Oreo cookie smile. Oh. <laughs> you guys are killing me, dude. I haven't laughed this hard over poop jokes in forever. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but the fucking best here at Radio Loud. Here's a poop joke. <laughs> Guns N' Roses is the first pre-YouTube video to see a billion views on YouTube. How does that make you really? guys feel? Is that November Rain? Come on, everybody yeah, knows rain. Slash isn't real. What in the fuck, though? Guns N' Roses out of everything? What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I figured like Gangnam Style or something. Pre-YouTube. Pre-YouTube There's, video. Oh, yeah. oh, I missed it. Yeah. The other 46 music videos that have at least 1 billion views were all released within the past decade, but November Rain is the first one passed. That's like my least favorite song by them. Yeah. <laughs> Sames. That's why I said, that here's some shit. <laughs> here's some poop for you. <laughs> so it's, re- it's really one of those news stories just that's been tailored to become a news story. There's nothing really big about it. There's already been billion view music videos. Title, that's all. There doesn't even have to be a story behind it. Oh, yeah, that seems like something that you would post on uh, Saved You a Click. Love that fucking subreddit. They, like, take, like, little, like, like extravagant headlines and then spoil it immediately in the post. Good. So they just save you a click. Yeah. Well, I didn't save you a click. (laughs) You saved me a click because you clicked on it. Dude, Axl Rose, though. Oh, man. And he just, blew up. Just thinking maybe he had some, like, And not in the issues. fame way. I mean, he's just blown up. Like, I've only seen it as bad with, like, did you, have, did you see the singer from Sum 41 when he... He was going through his alcohol issues and stuff. He apparently had some sort of issue that put him on, like, a steroid, and he just started yeah. retaining a bunch of water, and he looked like fucking... Jabba. He couldn't even fucking recognize the dude. Yeah. He looks a, little, a lot better now, although it was hard on his body putting all that weight on. Yeah, me putting all this weight on was kind of hard on my body, too. Get hungry quicker. Yeah, look at this motherfucker. Look at this sack of flesh. <laughs> look at this pink dick. When he laughs, he looks like he's squeezing a, his penis head too hard. His head looks like the vein starts to pop out of the head and it turns purple. <laughs> All right, what do we got next here? This better be good. Uh-oh. Who gives a fuck about Axl Rose? Here we go. What do we do you got? give a shit about Aji Pai? Oh, God. What do you do now? What's U.S. It? Court of Appeals rules that the FCC can consider areas with only a single ISP competitive. What? Yeah. What? How? How is that competitive? Like, what? Did you, did you read the story? You got the details? Like, wh- how are they defining that as competitive? Uh, I, I want to th- let you just keep branding for a little bit there. I swear to God, they were fucking talking about it in the news recently. How the FCC finally admitted that they lied about being um, DDoS attacked. Yeah, that happened recently. So if you're, it says if you're not quite sure what the implications of this ruling are, ISPs that aren't challenged by any competitors often have price caps imposed upon them to prevent them from unfairly raising prices for their customers. Through a government entity or through what? Like in Milwaukee, one of the things that is driving 
slowly up. We're finally starting to get to see some speed increases in here after it's oh, just yeah. been stagnant for years. And you have did you Time get the free, Spectrum. Did you get the free, free boost to 200? Yeah. But it's pretty much like standard practice when you talk to people around here as consumers saying you got to play that game every couple of years where you switch between AT&T yeah. and Spectrum. because. Oh, yeah, one actually gets competitive after a while. Right now, AT&T needs to fucking get their shit together and get competitive in this market because Spectrum is annihilating them both well, in near, cost and service. If you're near the if you're near AT&T's fiber optic service, which is just a fucking ripoff of our of our local li- of the the pre-line pre-laid li- like a uh, library city library run lines mm-hmm. you got great internet but you have to live near those library systems now, and stuff the thing is or where those lines are spread with a lot of the at&t lines the only advantage you're getting is more upload you're not seeing the advantage they're not offering the advantage of download speed you're still getting like at work we were examining at&t because they had already ran lines by us uh we actually had to have spectrum run lines to our our building and it was free because it was less than uh, like 500 feet. The cost was less than $5,000, so they ate the cost, which was nice. But AT&T is already there, and they give you 25 by 25, down and up. Honestly, that's not that fucking great. How much? Twenty. Uh, I think it was like 100 bucks. Spectrum's only fucking, for your first year, it's 50 here. Well, dude, uh, my roommate and I, he has like... Uh, I think he's doing 400 down. That's probably Spectrum. Yeah. Because he's paying for the... Uh, there's another tier you can pay extra yeah. for. And I was thinking about getting that for here, but this service is leaps and bounds better than what I was getting, so I'd, I figured I'd just uh, enjoy the reduced cost for a while. Right. Um, yeah, well, he works from home and shit, too, and then we all game on the Wi-Fi and stuff, mm-hmm. so it just kind of made sense to get that. Well, that was the thing here, Stefan. We always had dank internet, yep. right? So you're ready to hear what happened in this case? What happened? So the ruling was that usually they're an ISP when they are the single person who covers an area. Like when I where I first moved, AT&T was the only place I could get service. Thankfully that changed because I hate AT&T. My parents had them. I thought it was absolute garbage. Always had problems with not only the cheap garbage modems they'd sell my parents, but just the stability of the connection. That's interesting because I never did. And maybe it was an area... Yeah. affected thing you know but at that time my parents could only get at&t also which is where we moved but luckily that changed and now i have i have the spectrum service but what, what they've done is the government has like a price cap if you are in an area where you can only get one service provider so they're saying that they're going to remove that because under the guise of smaller isp isps can merely uh try to expand their service and then challenge the big guys hmm but the judges presiding over the case made a statement that said, well, both sides prevent conflicting but equally viable evidence. They're just going to leave it up to the FCC to choose which one they want to take sides with. Uh, it doesn't seem like the FCC has been uh, very neutral in this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, the it's that is set up in order to be like a government regulating body so these corporations can't take advantage right. of people. And then the smaller and guys now, have a have a set price to try and match to expand to. <sighs> Fucking world we live in, man. Right? This is like ridiculous like uh 
that were this is like where the real kind of like political arena is like taking place because it not only affects just like entertainment and stuff like that it also affects the way education everything happens everything's done on the internet and discourse because uh it, it we're entering the territory where it, the potential for like new competitors to come in that might not have the political support or have political differences can potentially be disfavored and not get the same, not even um not get but not be afforded the same luxury that these companies now have. Oh yeah, because they can take losses left and right. Right. When it comes, yeah. They can pay for the uh, what is speculated to be the coming throttling mm. for sites, whereas you know, it, I just don't see how that is a free market. You know, it's not. Are you saying that you question the ethics of this practice? <clears throat> It's fucking terrible, man. Like, that's the one thing that's going to get me to riot, man. Fucking with my internet, man. <laughs> I need a <laughs> fab. <laughs> do you know what a fat nap is, motherfucker? <laughs> I need to do it. <laughs> man, that fat nap time machine came up last week, too. Yeah. Um. Okay, we want to go into something a little bit more lighthearted. Oh, yeah, I saw this one. We go into something more local, too. Uh, I was going to suggest, or, yeah, whatever. whatever. What do you got? This is the one. That was the one I was This is the one you yeah. want? I saw this, too. This is Let's see young entrepreneurs right, trying man, to take on dude. capitalism. Right? When I saw this shit, I was like, fucking genius and dumb. <laughs> you know... That's the kind of chick I go for. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so basically, you don't need a you don't need to lie. These guys <laughs> were living in a trailer park. Uh, did you catch where it was? Oh, Florida, Florida, Florida. couple. Of Florida. course, not a Florida man, Florida, not a Florida dude. woman, a Florida couple. union. True, that love is a Florida. power couple. You know, Jay Z, Beyonce, Florida couple. <laughs> <laughs> a little white and uh, I don't know who that would be. So basically, they set up a drive-through operation so people could she's come the, up. She's got the face like it was a genius idea. Yeah. Fuck. They yeah, could, I thought of it. They could come up and <laughs> buy their drugs at the fucking window. Genius. And their thought behind it was they thought that um, this would discourage suspicion somehow by them having to like leave their house and having people come through. But somehow this would be better. <laughs> I imagine it was like in the backyard or something. or It was at a trailer park, from what Doesn't I Doesn't it understand. say drive-through window in mobile home? Yeah. Isn't yeah, that what trailer it? parks do... I, I, I don't guess know it how many of you guys home. have been in a trailer park, but they do have quite a bit of traffic. Just like there's yeah, foot but traffic, yeah, there's people walking around. But if you around, put a drive-through window in your mobile home for drugs... I don't know the exact scenario. I'm picturing it slightly different in my head. We want to give us a lowdown here, Doug? Uh, basically, it's what I said. They were selling drugs. They were selling heroin, I believe. And they thought it would look suspicious if they were constantly going, coming and going. And then it they decided that- to just set up, they set up a window complete with hours of operation. They had like a little... You know, open close sign. Yeah, they had an open close sign. Yeah, they have a, a kitchen window that they supposedly changed Fucking over inside genius, a trailer home. So yeah. Genius. So what was the logic that that would somehow look less suspicious? Well, here's the thing. Can we see the picture of them again? Oh, here's the close sign. Oh, nice. That's the window. <laughs> right. 
Can we see the picture of the couple again? Uh, someone who thinks that isn't going to be suspicious is someone who does their fucking eyebrows like that. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like, They're uh, never going to know. You know, it looks like he does his, too. They're real short. She does his. I don't want to shit. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I don't want to shit on the ladies too much and uh, attack them or anything like that. But come on, calm down with the fucking eyebrows now. Like having like, you don't like the sharpie look. I, I'm thinking the like the bushier look yeah. that chicks are going with. Right Honestly, now. just like you, you know, clean up the, the middle, clean up the unibrow, clean up the middle a little bit. Like you know, guys like have to do Carlo that too. Look. But straight up, man, like Hard it is, pass. it's just like it's escalating. It, yeah. it escalates. And then you've seen the ones what? that do it too much. You mean the one where they have no eyebrows? No, where they have their whole forehead as an eyebrow. Yeah, that was ta- that's what I'm talking about the Sharpie, the, the, the like Magnum 44 Sharpie marker. Uh, yeah, where you fucking wind up looking like some sort of uh, like space priest weird. preaching about the fucking spice some and weird. how the sleeper must awaken. ICP Final the Fantasy character. <laughs> <laughs> the four, four-armed emperor. <laughs> All right, I got a story though. The what? <laughs> Zeno Christ. <laughs> so he could be crucified with two arms and still jerk off with the other ones. Uh, I know you guys heard about this. The story's actually been going around quite a few times. Domino's is paying for city road repair. Yeah, oh, yeah, Because yeah. we can't pay for our own. Is that? Well, it, they did it as a PR campaign. Where you could vote for your city to get this, and Milwaukee and they were is like, atrocious. Yeah, so um, they got it pitched to the city board, and the city board was like, "Okay, yeah, why not? Let's do it." Uh, but uh, pizza, uh, not Pizza Hut. How dare I? Um, dare the, speaking of pizza news, Papa John's. Papa John is in the news again. Um, I yeah. know he's been fired and he's trying to come back There's yeah all kinds of drama Th- that's the, the man, thing the man went full milk like uh, first, first things first with the pizza gods here <laughs> domino's <laughs> did like this pr thing where it was like oh make it easier on your delivery driver and help fill in your potholes get five thousand dollars for your city to fill in potholes <laughs> get five thousand dollars your corporate twitter voice <laughs> <laughs> for potholes yep potheads <laughs> high roads are really atrocious though terrible they're oh gonna fill, dude like, they're gonna fill like two potholes downtown though on like water street you, like, dude we did an awesome <laughs> job i have actually bitched to the city on one occasion now from skateboarding because like i don't care about it much in my car but like the fucking cracks in some areas on the oak leaf trail which uh, for the viewers out there out front aren't from here we have a award-winning network of trails that go through milwaukee it is wild it's, it it's is to promote bicycling and non uh non-cart a lot of times traffic. you get homeless people and drug deals going on on them but but know. it's basically <laughs> like the city has a freeway system for bikes yeah and it, there's like a loop and then there's a cross town and it's just a beautiful network of trails and most of it is fucking well maintained but there's some ghetto areas. it's all it's all pretty new for the most part yeah but it's really a shame because a lot of people in in the city don't even know about it. Well, that's what's so nice about it. But basically, I uh, started uh, skateboarding to work when I could, and I ended up eating shit because the fucking front wheels got caught in a fucking wide enough chasm on this shit. Is that when? Yeah, I fucking he was on, he was on the for. 
those who are thinking skateboard sport wheels are really tiny. He was on an electrical skateboard, and the wheels are about an ninety five, millimeters. An electric yeah, long about five the to- five times the size of yeah. a regular skateboard wheel. Absolutely. So you can ride over like sewer covers and not even fucking feel. You'll feel a vibration on your shit, but it goes That's right it. over that. Twigs shit. and pebbles won't stop this yep. man. Uh, so the fucking this Grand Canyon fucking got my front wheels caught Did in you it. Try to evil Knievel it or what? It's <laughs> <laughs> no. a Grand Canyon. I'll just jump. This I thought thing. I could make it because I made it over it going downhill in the morning, but going uphill. I fucking was going full bore uphill and fucking... Oh, yeah, you had gravity working against you and Got everything. the shit stuck in the crack. The board snapped clean. I've never broken a board so new, so cleanly in my entire life. Fucking all that momentum right in the brown, right into the ground. Fucking... Yeah, you sent pictures of that. Fuck my shoulder up, bruise some ribs. The guy across the street is washing his boat, and he's just like... <laughs> doesn't even say anything or see if I'm all right or whatever. But I actually wrote into the city. This is like the first time I was like, this is kind of dangerous. Like, somebody else is going to... I have yet to go check if they actually did anything about it. But I did get a reply from a representative who said, yes, we will consider your request and look into it. If they don't... Wow, well, that not. doesn't sound like a can at all. If they don't, <laughs> you know what you do to get it fixed? Uh, fucking brain you yourself on the it, sidewalk and, and die? And you put a big swastika <laughs> next to it or if, a penis. It, a penis. Just fucking keep spray painting penises on the motherfucker and then Dude, they'll fill it in. That's actually a really common thing on uh, the electric skateboarding subreddit is some users carry spray paint on them with like for the stencil. sole purpose, uh, not with a stencil, but mm. like they will mark places that are bad terrain. That's pretty cool. And they'll just like keep doing it, just both for other riders to like give them a heads up because right. the city ain't fucking doing it, right? Uh, and to like encourage the city, like, oh, if you want to stop the graffiti, and it's not really graffiti, fucking fill the hole. You in, do a you know? ruxin, you put a big. <laughs> he did a swastika on his, because that whole thing was he was having his kids. Uh... You say ruxin from the league? Yeah, he was having a, his kids bar mitzvah in the league, <laughs> and he did the swastika thing, and then it came full circle, Seinfeld style. You know what we should do? We should fucking, um, every time we see a swastika out in the wild, we should carry spray paint so we can, um, fill in the other lines and make it a window and turn it into, like, the Windows logo or something like that. that. (laughs) You don't really see them that much in the wild. Not anymore, because they're all scared. You want to tell me about this scary story, though, that you posted on here for Wisconsin workers? Embedded with microchips? Oh, it was voluntary. It's not as scary as it thinks, but it's, like... As me thinks? As it, <laughs> it, he already has it. <laughs> it was like a funny. It, it was a unique. <laughs> uh, fucking pod people and shit. A company is basically using it to um, have them track use, the time in the bathroom. Use it in place of uh, no. There's no um, like oh, tracking. Yeah, the thing is, th- that's what interested me about it because. Uh, first things first, yeah, instead of badges, they are allowing people to just opt into this, and they can just go through refields and stuff like that. It's nah, the mark it of doesn't the beast. Seem worth, nah. It does not seem worth it. Slippery slope. Nah. Yep. Uh, but what I wanted to say was I used to, we used to manufacture where I work, we used to print like a, a variant of RFID circuitry where you could have like a, like a metal in an ink. And then you could print it on paper, and it would conduct electricity. Oh, yeah. I saw, like, a video for all that shit. Yeah, it's like a method of mass producing it, and it's basically like a barcode. And people back in that era were getting all afraid of, oh, RFID. They're going to track us through RFID chips. The and it's like, 
that is not the way to do it. Like, there's so much extra noise. Like, it would be like if you were trying to track somebody with an RFID trip chip from a satellite, it would be like pointing something at the sun and just taking in all the static. There's so much interference right. that it is impossible. And you have to have a large apparatus to power the chip if you want it to be always active. RFID chips work by having a read field. Basically, you know, like um, you're walking out of the clothes store and the anti-theft. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. That is a field that is designed to excite the chip and get a get a response back from them. That's why they demagnetize them because it essentially wipes everything. Right. So you go through an electromagnetic field and then it excites the chip and that's how they can scan them. You would basically have to have something like a minority report. You ever see that movie? Yeah. Uh, you know how they like scan Steve's favorite movie of all time. You know how they scan Wrong. their eyeballs <laughs> when they like go in and out of public places? The retinal scanners. That's yeah. basically how you would have to that's how you would track people with through RFID. Right. You would have to have way stations that people would pass through. That's not my favorite movie of all time. And it's, What's your favorite movie of all time? We're not going to get into that because I'm listening <laughs> about RFID right now. <laughs> Tell yeah. me what your favorite movie of all time was. I just wanted to say it's it's ridiculous because people latch on to RFID for tracking yeah. when people have fucking cell phones. Right. There's a battery that's in way it. Better, it's active. Easier it's way like, You ever easier. play Pokemon Go and see how accurate that shit gets? <laughs> like, yeah. That's a goddamn Pokemon. You ever game. use a Google map? Right. <laughs> so what's your, what's your favorite movie? Uh, I think it's a toss-up between Snatch and The Big Lebowski. Honestly, snatch the porno or snatch the the movie. Well, both. No, uh, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> uh, who this motherfucker actually introduced me to it. You're the that's first the person Brad to Pitt. show me. Yeah, that's a Brad Pitt one. Yeah, where he Jason Statham. You like dags? Talks to you. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate bikies. It's <laughs> yeah. a good movie. Dude, I gotta fucking rock a piss piss like a mother. Ah, uh, dude, we are well into this shit. We're like past fifty minutes, man. Damn. Yeah. Do you want to do this one last story though? All right. What do we got? Then we can rock a piss. I read this one too. This is Oregon construction worker fired for refusing to oh, attend yeah, Bible yeah. study, and then he's suing them. And good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hell yeah. What the fuck? Apparently, the uh, the guy who owns the business set it up as a reform thing, but it's not like advertised as that. Or maybe it is because the guy who was suing them had some trouble. But in order to actually work at this company, you are required to go Take to a mass. Yeah. And not even like a course. It's You have to go to church, basically. Or participate in some sort of uh, Christian ideal. Ew. And like... I appreciate like what the guy who's behind the company is trying to do. He was a former ex-con. He came out of the system and realized how hard it is for people who have been nabbed by the law to get a second chance. And more power to him for that. But you can't force somebody to go to church. From what I read in the story, it sounds like he wanted to make them do this during the workday. Yeah. What? Yeah, they were they're making Daily, them do the it day. during the work. Day. I mean, like if you're like on the clock. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, you're not working. You go to fucking church. Cool. And that was know. the thing. Like, I would sit with it just because it's like you're getting paid to yeah. do it. Like you're not working. See, that's what I'm, I'm not going to kneel or anything. How it's fr- this is what my thing was about this. Now, I I don't think you should have to do that as an employee. Me neither. None me of as us a per- do. me as a person, I'd rather be working. But I feel like maybe this is being spun a little bit and. The I don't I'm not saying this is how this guy framed it, but maybe he just had he's 
a devout Christian and he had this during the workday mm-hmm. and he wanted his employees to attend. I, I don't, it does, it, did it say it was mandatory? Yes. I guess it said required to take place. It was mandatory because the man was fired because he eventually oh, yeah. he just decided, I don't want to go. It's not my thing. I can get behind that. Because, like, honestly, being, like, if you're religious and that's what you do, more power to you. I'm not going to judge you for that, but... You can't force it on other people. Yeah, if you yourself don't actually subscribe to that belief and you're in it, like, it is kind of a little slice of hell on earth for the individual. Yeah. Um, Shit gets a little wacky. Yeah. And it basically, it is illegal to do this. You can't not force... Yep. Corey Schramm, Portland attorney, representing yep. Coleman. This is so illegal. It's quote. so illegal. <laughs> this is so illegal. Unless you're a religious organization like a church, you cannot force your employee to participate in religious right. activities. Sorry, Corrine. I'm sure you don't sound anything like that. <laughs> that was a good, that was a good uh, lawyer voice, though. <laughs> We're for Portland. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... I, I agree. This Mr. is over. Mr. Dahl... This is so over. Yeah, Mr. Dahl feels... That this is unfortunately Ian Coleman are now trying to exploit. This guy wins. Oh, never mind. This he wins. Like, without yeah, a doubt, dude. Yeah. Like, they're taking the guy who is the owner of the business to court for like $800,000, which I don't think that's necessarily right. But honestly, like, yes, I do think this should go to court so this can't be. Well, how done. much do you think I would have sued my work if I had bed bugs? I don't know. Half a could ha- you? Oh, I guess that's more than half a mil. Probably half a, a trill. <laughs> what up, motherfucker? <laughs> give me, own, give me my own battleship. <laughs> Just Basically, build it for me and give yeah, it to you me. Yeah, you can be the aircraft carrier. I'll stay out in the open waters. There's no laws then they out can't there. Get, get to right. me. I can they sink whatever the me. fuck I want. <laughs> All right, I think it's time to take a break. Take a break. We have to make urine. Take a break. We will be right back. And now it's time for some underappreciated OC. It's a suggestion box. <laughs> uh, this is where we write down uh, ideas during the week and uh, bring them and pitch them and then just kind of go off the hip from there. Uh, so my first one was an idea for um, a reality TV show, like a competition. So you have like, you know, Survivor and like these eliminated thing, like elimination challenges. So this would be Survivor Band. This was actually uh, suggested by our friend Rob. Hey. So. Wub? Uh, <laughs> Rub. Um, so it's, it's like Survivor Man, I guess, but with um, like an elimination aspect and what it's like to just be a filthy musician on the fucking road. <laughs> like, and not like uh, you got a tour bus or anything. It's like you have five dudes, crusty dudes stuck in a van together and the shit you got to do to fucking just like diapers. <laughs> diapers. So, uh, I, I, I have a question. When you went on the road, did you pack wet wipes? No. Cause I hear a lot of skateboarders when they go on, Cross cross country trips and stuff. They're like, you got to pack wet wipes. Well, then and Robin Big uh, endorsed those dude wipes. <laughs> so that's like directly from. Well, it's because the they're fucking world. paying money to that shit, you know. Um, and I've seen that like. Well, they were talking like Pampers. 
bring some pampers wet wipes, yeah. uh, wet wipes when you go on the road it's like the same shit uh, i was talking about that with somebody this week um about dude wipes it's just a diaper wipe except yeah. it has dude on it it's a yeah. man product now that's the one that robin big product, indoors you know? yeah a bunch of people are doing that with uh, like dollar shave club yeah, I saw uh, that. and they're not paying us, so let's not fucking talk about them. I heard they're nice yeah, to work fuck with. you guys. I heard they're nice to work with, though. Yeah, Sorry, yeah a lot of uh, the podcasters out there that I see are just like talking mad shit during their fucking reads, and, like actually being able to make it interesting instead of just being like, "Oh, this is the ad copy." So surviving yeah. on the road with a band. Yeah, and uh, like having it be like Survivor Man. Where it's just like, oh, what are we going to do in this situation? Pull over on the side of the road in Arizona, grab a toad real quick, and just harvest some DMT. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't imagine that happening because just like having one bandmate fucking blasted off to Mars while everybody else is stone sober, and they'd just be like shrieking in the back Boo! of the <laughs> I've seen my own death. I'm aware of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> that was the coolest thing about Arizona was the uh, DMT producing toads. Oh, I don't know if you want to out yourself that bad, but uh, if you if you do want to hey, talk, man, about it was a it. great experience. <laughs> I'll, I'll chime in on it, I guess. Um, so, fucking, I was there down there during the rainy season, and I see all these toads hopping around. So I decided to fucking look them up. It turns out they're Bufo Elvarius, their fucking scientific name. And I look into it. They're also referred to as the Colorado River Toad. And people are like, oh, these are the fucking toads that produce DMT. And instantly I'm like, oh, so people are like out here licking toads for real. Like the natives have done this for years, but that's I not love, the case. Now you have I to like, actually like, you have yeah, to milk the toad. Yeah, there's like glands on them and you like squirt their gland onto a glass well, I tray thinking, i was thinking like udders like little nipples <laughs> and uh you let it dry up would you like to know more <laughs> you let it dry up and then you scrape it up and smoke it and man that was some shit dude <laughs> like, holy how long, how long would you say that lasted uh my sitter said it lasted for like five minutes did you experience the time dilation Dude, where it seems like it's an eternity it was wild yeah it seemed like forever and then before i go in he's like don't let my little brother hit it his little brother has epilepsy and shit and i'm like cool whatever you're the sitter you don't let your little brother hit it and i come down his little brother sitting right in front of me cross-legged with the pipe in his hand just ah! <laughs> <laughs> come that on was, man that was a way to come down like but uh, there's actually like almost like a tourism industry in Mexico for people who want to go do that because it's not like some. I've seen that for that the, ayahuasca the, the, shit too. Yeah, like a whole I mean that's the main in- ingredient. In yeah, but they have like a whole tourism industry in uh, the the Caribbean islands. Amazon. Too? From what I understand, the ayahuasca Amazon? tea that a lot of them make isn't as intense. But it lasts a lot longer. Yeah hours yeah. people shit themselves on that stuff uh anthony bourdain did that it shit. was on it was on this chelsea handler thing that i Fucking had to sit through and watch which i did i don't like her that much at least the presentation of it but vsauce did that fucking shit vsauce michael here <laughs> that guy went and did fucking ayahuasca and the thing and that's uh that's the interesting thing about it it's like kind of like a tat taboo like subject especially in america but like this is like one of the great educators that's come out of youtube who actually did a episode of his YouTube Red series about it. It was all about him going to the Amazon and, like, 
uh, having a shaman basically uh, walk you through, yeah. guide you through yep. it. It's like the person that's there to make sure that uh, you don't swallow your tongue and choke to death and have a psychotic episode. The OG sin. Well, like, um, <laughs> they call him a shaman. <laughs> like you said with the, uh, the tourist thing in Mexico, um, a lot of that stemmed from them using it to treat addiction and shit down there in Mexico, too, mm. in like these little local villages. They were using that DMT and stuff to They use that. They also use peyote. Yeah. I uh, watched a peyote ritual on um, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. Yeah, on the TV Hulu. and all that? Yeah, it's like a Viceland series. Yep. And uh, w- the person presiding over the ritual is has his wife and his son there, and his son has like an alcohol problem, and they're like praying to help him oversee his, like, or come through his addiction. Yeah. What's crazy with the uh, the peyote and the mescaline and the DMT here in the states, as long as you can say that you're using it in a religious practice, it's protected. Mm. Interesting. I didn't know that specifically. Yeah, uh, it makes sense though. If people can fucking wear a you know a strainer cauldron on their head and pray to the flying spaghetti monster <laughs> and be a you can do whatever you want after that. That is called a colander. <laughs> yeah, a colander. <laughs> <laughs> move to the colander commune and fucking do a bunch of shit. I turned in all my things and all they gave me was this lousy hat. <laughs> what kind of fucking rituals are the Pastafarians doing, man? Just making spaghetti. Taking <laughs> Their ritual is taking a driver's license photo with a colander on their head. Yeah. <laughs> Because they, it's part of my religion. It's it's part of like the statement to be like it's part of my religion, even though they know it's total bullshit. It's just like yeah. flexing that. Oh, and then they go to craft circles and they make macaroni necklaces. Cavatappi, <laughs> 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 not macaroni, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Spaghetti wheels or whatever they're called too. Uh, I actually do have a read. Okay, so. You guys haven't got to this yet, but in World of Warcraft, there's a mission where you have to protect turtles as they go out oh, into yeah, the ocean. The, the yeah. Tortellans? Yeah. But when I did this, I was thinking, you know, how, you know how weird it would be if human babies had to crawl out into the water? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they're just being birthed, and they had to go out into the water, and you just have... Small children that would na- instinctively crawl on all fours out into the sea. And, <laughs> and some of them are just getting picked up by birds and or shit. Or whatever else, yeah. <laughs> or other people are just like coming out. It's like, oh, they're so delicious. <laughs> We're going to make this stew with Other them. people just... <laughs> <laughs> no. This is a leatherback. and shell is really soft. <laughs> uh, what I was thinking Another of... baby has made it out into the open sea. I was just thinking of a a human mother... Going out into the the beach, digging a hole and squatting and yeah, laying all this is still ten thousand eggs. Yeah, all this is still going on, and they, <laughs> they scurry out towards the open sea, and like you said, other humans, birds, vicious predators, <laughs> keep just the comes. plastic straws away from them. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just have um, and just have the ba- it's like a fucking fleet of Nirvana babies <laughs> through the ocean. Right, <laughs> chasing that dollar bill. <laughs> Gotta get that money. <sighs> Cash Speaking. rules everything around me. They learn it at a very young age. Very young. Wu Tang is for the children. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw a guy that this could not have just been happenstance. Had those fucking like those like um, 
It's like a woman from the 1960s glasses, the white brims that like the, Kurt Cobain wore, and like one of those iconic photos. Like this yeah, guy he wore was, like the lady's sunglasses. Yeah, he was the blonde. They call those uh, clout goggles now. Oh, really? Yeah. They're making a comeback. <laughs> Swag. Uh, no fad that was worth doing in the first place ever comes back. Disco is never coming back, man. Uh, Fuck disco. That's what I'm thinking when I see this guy. I'm at Walmart up the street from here, and this dude walks in with, like, just shaggy blonde hair in the fucking Kurt Cobain glasses, and I'm just like, dude. Well, a lot of these, like, white SoundCloud rappers are taking that, like, Kurt Cobain look. Really, six six nine, whatever his not, name is. Not, he's not white. I said white. That guy looks rapper. like he's been sucking on some fruity pebbles and got that shit stuck in his teeth. Apparently, he he dissed Luda, and Luda's oh, working yeah, Luda, on some shit. Luda clapped back. I heard Eminem just dropped like a whole album out of nowhere called Kamikaze, and he was burning them all. Yeah, up. Yeah, it's basically a piece of fucking lunch meat on a CD. You don't go for M. Let's just say that in the first place. He has destroyed more careers than people have started up in their lives. Mm-hmm. Like. But I heard he, he worked with Dre on the new drop too. Oh yeah, that's I didn't I didn't check it out yet. I have I haven't either. I haven't been given a lot of new hip hop. I'm amazed uh, at uh, the the only shit I've heard about it is just Facebook posts. I've seen no media advertising it. I'm like so far. Well, it came out of nowhere. What last night? Machine, man. It just came out of nowhere last night. I don't night. know anything about it. There was That's no the way to do it. Or, there was no no promos or anything. It was just like Kamikaze just dropped like an hour ago. No one even knew this was coming out. And it's with Dre. Respect. Well, and it's cool because like him and like Royce have gotten to a point. Royce the Five Nine, who he did like Bad Meets Evil with and shit. Yeah. Like I feel like they've gotten to a point and like built themselves up enough to where like they're kind of going back to like their underground roots and shit. And it's really fucking cool, man. Like. Just like you got clout, you can call people out on, yeah. on all this bullshit. <laughs> like, dude, he who was it? Benzino who ran that magazine, he shut him down. Everlast tried dissing Eminem, he shut him down. Mariah Carey shut her ass down. Like he made a diss song about her. Man, Mar- Mar- Mariah Carey, what a piece of work, man. Yeah, back there's been day. some like allegations of like racism and shit like against her. Yeah, from some of the the news stories that came out about her in the last half decade. What, racism just been... towards who? Because she was like... White people. M- oh. And I guess it's not racism, it's preju- prejudice. Prejudice. Yes. prejudice. But yeah, in, uh, in the last, <laughs> in the last like, half decade or five years, like, there's been a bunch of news stories about her coming out just being crazy. Well, yeah, and she's Vicious like a crazy alcoholic. Yeah. She's, like, she's a fucking modern-era diva. She yeah. is a prima donna. Yeah. Prima... Know? I was about to just post bust into the song <laughs> She's a post-Madonna. Opera. Prima donna. She's a post-Madonna. Hey, that's my that's my genre I'm working on, man. Don't <laughs> don't post associate Madonna. that with her. <laughs> yeah, post Madonna. It's um fucking divas going into like ambient noise. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Yoko Ono did it first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we're young, but we like, know what you did, what and it was world. wrong. She and had, Chuck Berry was pissed. <laughs> she came out with a new uh, song recently. Uh, I don't know what it's all about, but there was like a video that went along with it, and it's just so like. Here is my so attempt to stay relevant because I've seen uh, you guys have all seen that it was John Lennon, Chuck yeah. Berry, and her, and Chuck yeah. Berry's just like, why did you bring Dude, this woman? <laughs> the fucking look on Chuck Berry's He's face like, when she starts going, she uh, like takes the mic and she's just like bang. You can look at her like bang out of rhythm on the bongo that she's been given, and then she just takes the mic for she's like, yeah, and Chuck Berry's fucking eyes. 
pop out of his fucking skull. <laughs> and does, John Lennon full, just says fucking nothing. He goes full toe cutter in uh, Mad Max. Just like... <laughs> 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 what are you doing? Oh, my God. I thought his eyeballs were going to like pop out of his head like a fucking 1990s cartoon. Like this bitch. <laughs> he just goes full rat fink. Just like, Lennon, <laughs> get your girl. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say anything because Le- uh, Barry and Lennon, even though Barry, he's a fucking piece of work himself, man. Yeah, he is. Uh, and he's well known for this. It's like he like will just like grab his guitar, like fly across the country, do a gig, and then fucking leave. And he's been known to like come up to like the gig and he's like, all right, boys, you ready to play some Chuck Berry tongues? And he's like never met these people before. That's the kind of fucking like power. That is the he clout has. he has. Yeah, right. he just passed away like two years ago, which kind of like Bill Murray being yeah. able to jump behind a bar and give everyone shots of tequila no matter what they order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same kind of deal. <laughs> man, that is going to be a sad day when we fucking lose that man. I, it's I, approaching, I, man. I'm I'm like seriously dreading when it happens. Hey, man, he was there for the Cubs to win the World Series, so right. I just always he's a huge Cubs fan. I always remember this fucking quote uh, from uh, Steve Zabin on the Bob and Brian local show here in Milwaukee. Steve Zabin is a person who calls in and talks to our, our local morning he's their, legends. He's their sports digest, and guy. usually it's just like a bunch of shit talking. And then a lot of times they don't even talk about sports. But I will always remember only when it's football season. One of the first times outside of that's golf. In recent years, like since the 2000s, like one of the first run-ups where the Cubs were like, it was the year that the guy caught the ball and they lost the World Series. Oh, the foul? They showed a shot of a woman in white gloves, an old woman, and he said, I hate to say it, but she will go to her grave without seeing a Cubs win Oof. the World Series. Because <laughs> like, up, until, up until they savagery. won, they hadn't won since the Ottoman Empire was still a thing. That's yeah, that's one World of the War things too. Like that used to be like a joke people would like throw around, but that is an interesting t- the statistic. curse of the Billy Goat, man. That's it's shattered now. They're fucking well, yeah. hot. They finally got the what rebuild. it was. But that's the thing about baseball is the rebuild for everybody except the Yankees is the most fickle thing in the goddamn world. You, uh, speaking of the curse of the Billy Goat, you remember when we went to that Hawks game on the nineteenth, and then the next day was my birthday. Yeah, and we on the we way go back, to Billy Goat Bar on the fucking twentieth, and I go out to have a cigarette, and I come in, and these motherfuckers told a bunch of people there that I'm Sackmaster, and it's my birthday, and like, dude, all these people wanted to buy me shots and shit. We're in the Billy Goat Bar in Chicago. Remember like, on the way back from that, my car yeah, we got, got rammed, smashed into, and then he fucking drove up the grass. It was ridiculous. Your insurance company hit me up, like, are you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. If it was anyone else, I would have been like, uh, my neck and my back. Dude. You know why they <laughs> didn't find that guy? I, I my told neck, them the wrong exit. my back. <laughs> I told them the wrong exit on that shit. Fix my tailbone north, and though, my other exit. That's That was fucked up. That was, man. That was, that, was a, that was a fucked up thing. I thought we were about to be in an action movie. Right? Just, <laughs> and then only, he, two cards on the, only two cards on the road, and he rams me. And then he doesn't even take the exit ramp. He goes up the grass. To get to the exit ramp. Yikes. Yeah, dude. And no. everyone's just like, oh. <laughs> like, uh, two two people in the back sleep were in the back seat were sleeping. Were you asleep too? I was not asleep. Yeah. I was rapping the whole Rick Ross album still, apparently. <laughs> 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 
that guy, what a fucking piece of work, man. Well, Stealing some some other motherfucker's name and like notoriety. Freeway Rick Wa- Rick Ross. Yeah. Freeway Rick Wild. Freeway. Freeway. Boat. Dude, that's, you were like, I saw this magazine in the fucking store, and it said, who's the real Bouse? <laughs> and it was spelled, yeah, it was spelled out spelled like, like that. Yeah, D- B-W-A-S. Bouse? Yeah. yeah. B-W-A-S-S. Bouse. Oh, man, dude. Okay, speaking of rappers, I gotta read. So, uh, in the news this week, there was a flight with Post Malone. Yeah. You heard about that yep. shit? They didn't make what an emergency happened? landing? Uh, his, oh, yeah, he almost... Yeah, I did read, hear about that a little bit. <laughs> like, so, I, like I, as it is. I immediately thought of the, you know, La Bamba, the guy who did La Bamba, they fucking died Richie in a... Richie Valen. Yeah, Richie Valen, they died in a... Plane crash. Was Buddy that Holly and shit? Yeah. That was the thing that uh, they referred to as the day the music died. Yeah. So I was thinking of this as like also the day the music died because Post Malone landed safely. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like uh, honestly though, like out of the generation of rappers that are out right now, I feel like he puts out some of the right. I I, 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 did you. I was just gonna say I actually kind of like. I like his whole just like I don't give a fuck yeah. style and shit. Absolutely, like no dig on like Post Malone himself. <laughs> I was just it was strictly right. for the fucking joke. The I day did, the music died. I know some fucking women who's like a Jewish woman <laughs> who are just like oh he's so sexy. A Jewish woman. His, sti- his style is just I don't give a fuck. We were in like white cowboy boots, jogger sweatpants. Well, the, the thing is, like I feel like when I look at him, I get lice. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, dude. You are not wrong. You did though. The uh, the hot ones episode with him, because like he he dresses like really, he he does himself up. He wears suits and shit. But apparently, even back to when he was in like middle school and stuff, he would wear his dad's suits and shit, like pressed. He would iron them every day and shit. Like yeah, he's always like a couple really well dressed. Yeah, he yeah. was in some metalcore bands. Yep. Yeah. So, so he's trying yeah, to do he's, something. He's he's ha- and he's done some like acoustic covers yep. and stuff like that. I've seen some uh, local Milwaukee artists. Uh, uh, actually, nobody I actually want to give any play to. Scratch that. Yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't worthy. Uh, I think I... Okay. But he tr- what, were you going to say you tried to collab? He collabed with some of them or what? Uh no no it's just somebody did a Post Malone cover and like oh. you know use that shit but gotcha. I don't want to give that. Person I thought Post any, Malone was play. in a band or maybe did he was with in him. some of those bands though. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah, he's, I would it, kick it. From with what him. I hear, yeah. he is like a very very nice yeah individual, really laid back and like dude. There's videos of him at like parties and shit singing like old fucking like old like My Chemical Romance songs with like all the people who came to party with him after his show and just like engaging with everyone and like he just seems like a down-to-earth fucking dude right he's like uh he's like the tom hanks of hip-hop <laughs> there's no crying in baseball there's no crying in there's hip-hop. no crying in baseball, baseball! <laughs> i always did, pull that but whenever did tom that... hanks and jerry seinfeld ever do a movie together i don't know they should have yeah i mean seinfeld was really a movie guy. but fucking uh anytime a league of their own comes up i always quote Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Dugan. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> Thomas, Hanks. did you throw your hat down then? Too. <laughs> Anybody ever tell you you look like a penis with a little hat on? <laughs> oh my god, dude! A League of Their Own is my dad's favorite movie. He would just eat. The- really, I thought it would be Major League for him. Oh, he loves that one too, dude. He was uh, in Major League. 
I know. So many people from that time. He one was, of my teachers was league? too. What? Yeah, because well, they, they needed people to come. They filmed at a county stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the, the bouncer that let them into the safe house, which this is a, a whole story, but the bouncer that let them into where they filmed the bar scene with Charlie Sheen and some people, that was the safe house where Britt used to work. Right. But the bouncer used to be, well, in that scene was my one of my teachers. He no loved shit. that. Wow. And you know what they did to the table they sat at? That was like an attraction for people to come and see. Yeah, yeah. They had like all the news articles and shit like you that. You know what they right? did with where, that table? What? They fucking threw it out when yeah, Marcus Mar- came yeah, in. Yeah, Marcus what? bought the You safe know what house. happened? One of the staff members was like, that's got to be out there someplace. Yeah, one of the staff members was like, I'm going to just take this home. Sell that motherfucker. Ooh. Right? And he did. He has it at his house. That is. Sell it. That is something that is either going to be worth like a lot of money because there's nothing like it out there. I, everyone used to sit there after bar close because I'd go in there because I had to pick up my girlfriend at the time when she worked there, and we'd all just sit and drink at that table. Every now, time. for the listeners, this uh, this place, the Safe House, is basically like this little like spy-themed bar, but the one of the reasons is It so, has a speakeasy-type theme, but yeah. with like a Cold War twist. Yeah, uh, but one of the things that made it so cool was like the newsroom in the Safe House. It's like a bar and a restaurant with this whole theme. It's right across from one of the major theaters in Milwaukee where like all the stand-up comics come through, all these yep. big acts come through. So they come Ergo, and hang end out. Up there. Like John C. Yeah. Riley was there once. I met uh, pro skater Greg Lutzka. We almost fought. Jim Jeffries. Yeah, we almost... <laughs> Jim Jeffries was there. We shared about that story <laughs> right, previously. Yeah. That guy... Not a fan anymore. That's too bad. Racist. But uh, honestly, dude, I I'm so torn about him because I find him like genuinely funny, but he also has like, and he is very self aware about what a cunt he oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. He's very <laughs> self aware of it. Right. But uh, that but was he was that was got he, a little ugly was, that night. Yeah, he was so intoxicated, and it I did not like that. That shit was funny though with Sean. Like, hey, you're a comedian. Tell, Tell us a, a joke. <laughs> Because that was something you specifically said I didn't like doing. But oh, it's really place, too bad that that guy died, you know? The, it's really too bad Sean died. Yeah, RIP. <laughs> but uh, what's unfortunate is the safe house was privately owned up until three, four years ago. Now Marcus <clears throat> Theaters owns it. Marcus Theaters. Right, they shut it down for a now. while. They redid. I have not been in there since the, no. the redoing. Like, And it used to be a one-of-a-kind landmark. So, so now please silence opened. your phones when you come into the safe house. <laughs> <laughs> but it used to be a one now of a, a kind. Marvel themed bar. <laughs> <laughs> you get spider webbed when you walk you in. Yeah, walk through Hulk's legs when you go in. Now. <laughs> uh, but uh, the the bar now is owned by Marcus, and it used to be a one of a kind thing, just like a, a single it was a entity. Milwaukee thing. Now they have one in Chicago. Yeah, they're they're yeah. fucking franchising. Wait, fucking it. what? Yeah, yeah. What? They opened one in Chicago. Brit, uh, my girlfriend was offered it's treason. It is treason. Yeah, it is treason, man. My girl was offered a job to go train down there, and it was just like, eh, no. Train other people or train with people? Go down there and train people and be like a manager. And it was just like, nah. Horse shit. Nah. With a capital H O R S E. I love Chicago, but I don't actually want to live down there. Horse the shit. Horse the band. My new rap name, Horse the Shit. Okay, I have one more idea for Suggestion Box before we go on to music. Um... So, with e-cigarettes, the only logical step from here from here is e-dipping. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, you put an electric packet in your mouth and it's it shocks straw. you? It's just a I was, straw. I was, I was thinking it would be like it, it would inject nicotine via small hypodermic needles and then somehow stimulate the salivation so you'd still have to spit 
I'm picturing <laughs> almost like a tattoo machine where you stick it in your lip and it just constantly is going. It's just like, <laughs> it's like oh, ooh, it hurts. It's like, oh, it's your first dip, pussy, huh? <laughs> it's your first e-dip, right? <laughs> so yeah, it, it would stimulate you, salivation even though it's completely useless to offer you an e- authentic dipping experience. You know what this reminds me of? What? Are you e-bumping? <laughs> and then so, just dip is just flowing out of their mouth just all over their shirt just like, <laughs> but instead it just, oh, looks like, bumping. it just looks like canola oil coming out of their mouth <laughs> so um i was thinking it was like people would be like oh this is the safe alternative there's no side effects and then years down the line they would discover that it causes a a syndrome called beef broth tongue. <laughs> kind of like popcorn lung. Yeah. Uh, where, it, like, popcorn lung actually has nothing to do with, like, any kind of, like, popcorn visualization. Right. Or It's because people in the um, microwave popcorn industry who would work in the factories, the flavoring, they'd inhale this flavoring, yep. and it would give them this syndrome. And it, the, it came out uh, several years ago that... Uh, these flavorings in e-cigarettes were causing this same syndrome to happen. Pop but this would just be like another syndrome where you get beef broth tongue, <laughs> and it would cause it would just cause your your fucking spit to taste like beef he broth. Was constantly to you. tasting au jus. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's like it's like those beef those beef cubes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you fucking put it the uh, that that will be the fucking supplement to quit. <laughs> fucking e-dipping. Just beef put, bullion cubes? Yeah, just just drop <laughs> sublingually under so the tongue, put a beef broth bullion cube underneath to to satisfy your... Either that or drink a cup of au jus every four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a hankering for French dip. <laughs> and then he doesn't even eat the sandwich, he just guzzles down the broth. <laughs> just, <laughs> can, I get some more, can I get some more au jus with my, with my French dip? Sir, I think you've had enough. <laughs> he goes into Arby's back to back. He goes into Arby's. He just grabs the whole tank of Audio and just. <laughs> Arby's becomes the new crack den. I got a job at Arby's to supplement my Audio addiction. <laughs> He's just scooping it out with the ladle. <laughs> Someone help me. Oh, oh man. That, that one was good. <laughs> I liked least, all of them. We had one winner out of that. I felt like that one was the best. <laughs> Babies going out to the sea. Dude, fucking. Oh, up. yeah, yeah. That was a good one, too. Baby birthing. That was great. Beef, beef, beef broth tongue. Beef broth tongue. <laughs> <laughs> what was our first one? Does it taste like au jus in here to you? <laughs> Does it smell like au jus in here? What was the first one? Uh, survival, band. Survivor band. Ba- survivor we didn't band. go too Wet deep wipes. into that one. Survivor band. Yep. Dad wipes. <laughs> it got sidetracked with dad wipes. And Dude wipes. wipes, not dad wipes. Dude wipes. Dad wipes. Uh, <laughs> I think. Adult. I think we got a good half hour out of that one. Let's break and uh, do music. Will Barbie? Gotcha. And now it's time for music reviews. So I went first last week. Yeah, I mean, Stefan go goes first this week. So we were true to our promise with no, well, pretty true. You, there was some metal inspiration in what you picked, but very little. Very, and I thought subtle. it was, I thought it was like funny because I actually petitioned the internet to give me some picks, and I was like, "Give me your non-metal prog picks," 
and then I was listening to it, and then all of a sudden, fucking metal, I was like, except when this rolls around. Yeah, they definitely have some metal musicians in yours, but we'll get to that. My pick was Sergei Provovsky's Alexander Nevsky soundtrack. So the movie was Alexander Nevsky, and Sergei Provovsky was a famous Russian-Soviet composer who's known for his works with Romeo and Juliet, which is the one I'm most familiar with. Um, that's where Dance of the Nights come, comes from. Uh, the Love of Three Oranges, Peter and the Wolf. But he made this composition for the film Alexander Nevsky, which When is, did this film come out, by the way? I didn't dig into I it. I think it was 1938. Hmm. But it's it's seen as a propaganda Damn, right film. right before uh, World War II, huh? Uh, but it's seen as a propaganda film against see that. Nazi Germany because, because Alexander, the Teutonic Knights in that film were given Stahlhelms and stuff like that. And... Well, to to explain a little bit about Alexander, the subject matter, he was, I think it was 1240, he was um, given sainthood, basically. By the Orthodox Russian Church. Yeah. He was known as uh, repelling the Swedish and German invaders. Teutonic invasions. And the... But it was was what is modern-day Sweden and Germany. Yeah, the... A little northy, northern of that, but right. there's a, a there was a group of Teutonic Knights. I forgot the so exact he, name of the order, but they were a little bit north in northern Europe. But he would be known for a large battle that would go on, on actually on top of a frozen lake. And Sergei Provovsky would do a extremely long piece in the album I sent you. It's chopped up into I think six different parts, hmm. but it's simply known as the Battle on the Ice. You. Did you catch that? Uh, the... No, because uh, what I had listened to was the YouTube link that you had sent me, and it, and was, it was just, just a all, constant. It all flowed all the way through. Yeah. But I think Battle on the Ice, I think, clocks in at like a whopping huge chunk of that album. Give me a second. It's got to be later on, though, because like, it's that's, like the, it's entire, the climax. It's the entire, it's the middle. It follows a very right. basic uh, ba- base, very basic movie progression where the climax is right in the middle. I thought it was like really great to. It, cl- it's a, oh, it clocks in at about twelve minutes. I thought uh, I thought it was like great to hear like um, something composed like that for a movie that is so old. Like that's kind of stuff like of like the epics you would expect where you're it's um, epic. like um, Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, Star Wars is a little bit different style. It's more romantic. Than this is, this but you is, can still see where people like John Williams and uh, even the guy that composed Lord of the Rings would get some sort of influence right. from Sergei Provovsky's just grandiose epics. The, and you can tell what's going on. You, I, it, it, it promotes a feeling through the music of what's going on, and you can even tell if you catch some of the song titles, like the burning of Prokiov, <clears> like one of the opening tracks. You can tell that it's dramatic simply by the way it's composed. The um, it's interesting to see how different uh, scoring, like a classical scoring, even in that era, differs from the traditional like classical style. Because you are composing to something that has a visual narrative to it, and one of the tricky things about composing to film is how do you change. With like what's referred to as uh, I don't know what the protocol was back in the day, but generally you have something called picture lock, 
which is the picture is not going to change anymore. The way that video is edited is not going to change. So you can actually like work out your timings of how to like structure the music so it times up with like the what films, is happening. The film. Otherwise, uh, I, if I you have, don't that, you have to constantly rewrite. I will be. Right. Shit. I will be completely honest. I have not seen this movie. Me neither. I only put it in my queue because I I had heard the songs, the burning of Prokyov, and I had heard of the Battle of the Ice. I hadn't actually listened to it until this week because I had heard of Sergei Prokyov's music from Romeo and Juliet because there was a time where I was listening to compo- compositions and his compositions for songs like The Death of Mercutio and a couple of other pieces slipped in there and I was like, I should check this guy out some more. He has very grand swells for a uh, lack of actual music term. He has like these big swells and then it One of the things that I, I kind of picked up on it was the use of the more traditional style that is um, like I actually have a Soviet army choir record we sampled some of that <clears throat> shit yeah we did um but uh you, you can tell like the kind of red army vocal choir style is very definitely much in so the beginning in definitely this. in the beginning they rely very heavily on that in the beginning love that shit i've always thought uh even though the reds were our enemies at the time the man they got fucking great choir singers <laughs> they got some good music you want to get some motherfuckers marching outside of, outside <laughs> outside of the red army tongue choir i don't know if i've ever shared that with you guys yeah just a bunch of guys going <laughs> back to the red army fucking marching shit you want to see me doing squats <laughs> i'll rip yeah, get some a little pants, slob dude. in here <laughs> Uh, are you talking Red Army, like the strain that'll be put on your face? You're going from purple to red? You're fucking dickhead. <laughs> but but you, enjoy, you enjoyed the album, though, right? Yeah. I, dude, I always, always enjoy classical stuff. I thought it was great. I liked the progression of the album from the beginning to the onset of conflict to the climax, the climax defense, and then the victory. It just... The album, you could tell is probably very well suited to the movie, which I now feel like I have to check what out. What movie does it go with? The movie's called Ale- Alexander Nevsky. Okay. But you could just tell the progression of the film through the orchestrated score. Like, uh, something that has a soundtrack that epic, I'm just thinking that the the movie that goes along with it has to be good. But I'm having a hard time thinking that it's going to be not dated because it was from 38. Right. But like, I like those I, old films, so I might not get that much of an effect. Like, there's some old, really old black and white films, like Siegfried. It's a German operatic number. That shit is awesome. They have an ending fight, no CGI. I love that shit. I mean, the guys have gaudy makeup and, like, stupid-looking but, wigs, but it looks it's awesome. Neither did Lawrence of Arabia, and it has that grand... Uh, it's what inspired Spielberg and lucas to make the films that they made uh lawrence of arabia i think was made in the 60s and no there was no modern effects there's no cgi it doesn't exist all of it was practical effects there's these shots of grand battles and clashes where they actually had to like orchestrate the movement of the armies just for the shot and reads like that it's okay. A, it's a it's a, it takes a little while to get into it, and the it's a two part. So film. did that film, but 
another movie that you probably want to check out. It I don't think I don't remember the orchestrated scoring for it, but George Lucas was really inspired by this film. It's called The Hidden Fortress. It's a Toshiro Mufun. Sorry, oh, Toshiro Mufun. Yeah, it's a Japanese film, and that that used to be on Hulu when they had the Criterion Collection. That's a really good movie too. It's about whisking a princess to safety. Mm. Wow. I wonder where he got the idea for A New Hope. You know, I always got the same feeling from, uh, I think it was made in the 80s, the um, Fire and Ice. Uh, oh, the one with Rexar. Yeah. They, they straight up stole Rexar the Orc Hunter. From World of Warcraft from this film. Yeah. He even has the same mask oh, and yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is just this epic animated film, and it looks like it wasn't finished. It looks like it had another layer of production that should have went over it, and it's just amazing how like fluent the animation is. It seems like they it's a probably cool movie. It, it it basically is about like this brute saving a princess, and I get the Star Wars vibe right down to the fucking Death Star run at well, the end. They they literally have like pterodactyls that they use to assault. This, this like enemy fortress, evil yeah. enemy fortress. It's like, it's like if Star Wars took place when dinosaurs still existed and we were still tribes of barbarians. That's fucking but, awesome. Uh, seriously, check out the hidden fortress. I mean, I even googled it because I wanted to make sure I had the title right. But bring the up the third, picture. Uh, the third video in picture. George Lucas on the hidden fortress. He oh. loved that film. <laughs> right. He loved that. Right. Film. I see that. This is the movie title uh, poster. This is an updated one. Uh, let's go to images. Starring Matt Damon. <laughs> Uh, actually, seriously, that guy, I love Toshiro Mufun. All his movies and shit are just so cool. I love those black and white samurai movies. Starring Matt oh, yeah, Damon dude. and Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> like, that dude's look and, that dude's look and just his, like, demeanor is awesome. It was a cool film. It used to be on Hulu. It's not on there anymore. You probably have to get it on Crackle. DVD well, why the Crackle. fuck am I paying for Hulu? <laughs> oh, here's the original poster. This is the original movie poster. Nice. I like the uh, the monochrome. Is it technically monochrome if it's just like one color and it's uh, like a grayscale? Like except yeah, this is green. This scale? is three colors. Yeah, I think that. I think that's accurate. That could be a screen. Here's the here's the cast together. Oh, good nice shot. little little Last Supper there. But I, I will not. I will not spoil any of the movie because it's just a fun film. I'll have to check that one out. What's the name of the film? Hidden, the Hidden Fortress. And what's the name of the film with your music pick this week and your music Alexander pick? Nevsky. I might be butchering that. Uh, it's Alexander and then right. Nev, Nevsky. and then Scott, Is he Russian S-K-Y. or Polish? Who knows? <laughs> but I, I enjoyed it. I, it had been on my list for a long time, and I kind of had been brushing it aside. But I like... I really appreciate in an album when I can feel... Like a story progressing, like right, the narrative like, of it, like the Leviathan album I gave you. Yeah, it was a dude getting tortured for an hour and a half, but there were parts where it was like, oh, here's a little bit of reprieve, reprieve, and then closer to the end, it was like, I'm finally out of this. No, I'm not. I'm back into like a tragic ending. I and I'm stuck. Uh, I would probably need to re-listen to it and assign that kind of narrative to it to maybe appreciate it, but that would be challenging. Just because you don't need to hear the tortured screams of a man for an hour and a half. My dad actually, I he, he watched it out. He watched the entire episode last night. Did you check it out? And what he told me he was like, "One of 
my favorite things that you had said is one man's torture is another man's boner. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, what was his name? Uh, <laughs> Bolton. Yeah, uh, I, that's what I said. It's like being the soundtrack of being flayed alive in House Bolton. Yeah, you did say that. So the stratosphere, you want to jump in on this? Okay, my pick for this week was brought to me through a Facebook music thread, and I just kind of solicited for progressive. You get lucky with those non-metal. I post those on Instagram. Doug is you know very fucking connected. <laughs> you know how many responses I got? Zero. None. That's because you. That's because that network is fresh to you. I've had yeah. this like uh, I. Literally have a bunch of weirdos that I spammed advertising my own BAM band. BAM. <laughs> spammed my own BAM. Back in 2009, <laughs> when the Spam iPhone bam. came out, what I would do is I would uh, have like a copy-paste link. Yeah, and then I'd go to there. a band that had a thread that was like very populated, that was kind of like the material I was going. And I'd just Push. go through each person. I'd add them. And then when they'd add me, I'd send them a message. And yeah. I would just do this while I work, which is now in in frown etiquette. Yeah, it is very frowned upon, and it still happens yeah, on, do not, on the yeah, Instagram format. I'm most at. people don't even click this shit, right. When you send it to them, I had a good success rate with it, and I made you a were lot at the right of time. Like cool. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily. It was. But that was it, the other thing too. Is you didn't you didn't just flat flat them. A lot of people that did that flatted them. You continued to converse and right. carry uh, on there was like sort of several of com- uh, but honestly to be completely honest it was just a complete flat canned response at the beginning but that ended it up still like grows into something. Yeah, it grew into like the people who get offended by it they will just drop off they won't talk to you anymore but right. i ended up like amassing maybe like you know a couple hundred people that like over the years i've actually developed new relationship relationships with um, so I find it very useful to use these people for music suggestions. And this is not the first time you know? he's talked about it. Yeah. He just goes, give me your weird yeah. shit. And uh, that's where you I got a stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Well, Stefan, see, you're not big on Facebook. I am directly connected with Doug on Facebook. So yeah, I see you guys are posts. getting zucked <laughs> off. <laughs> like, I, all I did was like, just give me your pics, post your links below, fucking 50 comment thread, just fresh shit. Um, so this one was the one of the first. I actually saved this, and there's some more gems in it. Uh, Astratosphere. The album is It's Understood, but the song that was initially posted is a song called Hunger Strike. The, that's the title track, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is 20 minutes long. Jesus Christ, I thought Rhyme of the Ancient And I just want to say, fucking song. how bohemian can you get? Right. <laughs> this, <laughs> starting off, Astratosphere is a... Band that formed in the late 90s. I I actually think it might have been early 90s. It's like the original indie mishmash. It is. I wouldn't associate it with indie because when you say indie, you start to like associate like. Okay, late late 1990s. So that's early 90s. Late 1990s. Late 1990s is late, late 90s. 90s. Okay, sorry. Fucking <laughs> so I'm sorry. They didn't publish their first album till the year 2000, but this is an ensemble of five individuals, and I think all uh, it's of more them, than that. Uh, They're six deep. 
Well, one it, extra. There's. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm six. I'll give feet. you that. <laughs> Bam! How long's that, Steve? Hold hold up the fingers. <laughs> six. So, um, a stratosphere is, has their roots in jazz. But one of the predominant styles that goes with their mishmash of styles, because there's many, Especially many in this styles. album. Yeah, and it's, uh, like honestly, I didn't listen across to the. I listened to like a. But on a, this one, I'd for go sure. beyond their album and just like YouTube music would play the next uh, batch of albums. Uh, to be honest, I kind of like that stuff. The later stuff. A little bit better. I didn't but, get that deep. Okay, basically, it's a it's a jazz at its foundation, loose format. Um, but I never have the impression where it's like, oh, I'm listening to jazz. That no, doesn't happen. This was definitely more solidly grounded in a bohemian feel to me. Right. There's no jam sessions that happen in this. You know, no. No, it, like, has, a, it has a thought out flow and progression. Although, in my opinion, in some points, it did not work well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of what I like about it because they are throwing out these different styles to do like transitional material and it's just all over the place. I mean, I think the third track in it goes straight up fucking Mario. And then uh, that's I think the second the track. Tr- I think and then I think I the- think that's straight up a rip of the they're covering yeah. a song but then from a Mario. I think the third track out they do it too or the second to last track they do the same thing too. Yeah. Uh, that's like two of them. That's like a kind of like a lesser style that I got from the album. It just that's was like thrown. Uh, in. I mean, there's a lot of just shit thrown in there. So, um, what I was trying to get out for like the last three minutes is it's primarily jazz, but the other predominant style, predominant style, I feel is a gypsy kind of music. Oh, that's yeah. offensive. <laughs> that's the bohemian style <laughs> uh when i think bohemian i kind of think like a like a just like a alternate well yeah i guess that would be gypsies would be a little bohemian because they don't have like nine to fives they kind of just like do what they need to do to get the money so, yeah the bohemian Survive. is the gypsy style shower dodger <laughs> <laughs> that's that's taking hippies man taking our best all day so uh, what I liked about this music was its fusion of a bunch of styles rapidly. Um, they kind of just like created this interesting, uh, both like in rhythmic principles, they had these like very like kind of like mathy parts, not particularly complex, but it was more math and music and like rhythmic driven. And then they had, uh, you know, some nice parts where like the bass takes over, like actually doing the melodic progression underneath that's actually what's doing the melody and then you have everything else like being a percussive instrument together i thought the orchestration of several individuals uh being one percussive element happens a lot in this and um i really love that shit like it in metal that's what uh, where basically my whole network of like people i don't know in real life that i'm drawing music from that's like the one thing a lot of those people have in common was just this uh percuss- percussive metal this rhythmic metal that we're driving it from so it doesn't surprise me that somebody would suggest me something that is progressive but not metal but i specifically stated no metal and 12 you still minutes got this, and this was very much metal. still metal 
Like, they still have segments of the stuff where they just change the style up. I am going to say, just though, straight was, up metal. Yeah, and I am going to say, though, that was when that happened in the album was my biggest turnoff. Not mm. maybe part of it had to do with you saying there's going to be no metal this weekend, but the way it was done for me was a, a big boner killer. I liked it. <laughs> I really did like it because it uh, had like elements of like black metal in it. Like, uh, did you feel that way? Yeah, I really did. Um, so, uh, basically the first track is this very long piece and then You're dancing at the fire with the wagons wheeled around <laughs> immediately afterwards, friends. they switch over <laughs> to like, they switch over to a chiptune style and it's completely like programmed with like MIDI. Yeah, it's we like go a, to Mario level. a Mario And then, uh, the third song is, I think it's called the transformation. It's very cool because they go through like a couple different like styles that they stick to and they have like a, a motif i will say i felt like that was the one where everyone gets their little piece because this band is a culmination of different kinds of instrumentalists from mm-hmm. what i was doing my research on there's jazz guys metal guys xyz i feel like that was the one where everyone got to do their little piece and then the album progressed into what it was going to be it was like two songs intro introductions like fucking i don't even know how to describe exactly as i described it everyone had a little introduction and they went into the rest of the album what i mainly derived from this album is that it is very self-aware like it's musicians musicians but they are very self-aware of how absurd their material is i will not deny that in any way they definitely are self-aware and they do not even they there's very little lyrics to it uh, but the like, lyrics are, that are in there are fucking ribbing themselves. Yes. One of the, one of the lines I'm pretty sure is like that's shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's there is a track being it was at the turn of the new millennium, uh, the new age like the new age like hippie mantra ohm kind of religious stuff was like very popular, and they have a track called spreading the disease that is straight up dedicated to making fun of these people. And this was something that, I like it. just as a troll, I thought was fucking excellent. It starts out as a metal, just dun, 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 and then all of a sudden, this warm blanket mm-hmm. of pads and ambience wraps around you, and this the guy, this, yes, this this guy comes across. He's like, "Hello." And welcome to the new age. And he keeps on going on like <laughs> golden for a real long time. And he straight up entices the users. If you're into the new age, I want you to get up and come to the speaker and put your body against it. And then dun, 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 just switches back to metal. And I was like, yes, this is fucking great. Not as like a piece of music, but as something that is making fun of something. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then they basically uh, started doing like, breathe in breathe. and out yeah and in hands up my hands hand down. out and then they straight back up back up back up tell me what you got <laughs> <laughs> they they start like this like tantric breathing exercise oh, God. but then they straight up so it's like stick it in 
<laughs> stick it in, feel it growing. It like it turns <laughs> into this sex. metaphor for tantric sex, and I, I kind of feel like he was uh, he was uh, making fun of dudes who kind of subscribed to that new age thing yeah, because fuck all that. It, it was more of I like a female driven. It was it was like uh, you know like uh, like uh, your moon cycle and where Mercury is in retrograde. You tend to hear that more from ladies i met yeah. one of, i met one of those new age guys when i was in appleton did you we got a did you get the feeling pizza. we got a slice of pizza did you Me get the, the f- guy i went out there to go paint with sam lens went to go get a slice of pizza and this guy comes up he's kind of like hovering behind us was he selling flowers in the bar no he was just kind of hovering behind us this dude had like you know the loose hemp made shirt with like the once the like couple strands up at the the collar and like a slick back hair and like not the, hemp tweed yeah, tweed, <laughs> flax, 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 flax. And then flax. you know he had the he had the the sandals and like the green olive shorts, and he's just like standing behind us while we're ordering pizza. And we grab a slice and we go sit down, and this guy kind of like shuffles behind us because there's no one else in this pizza place. It's just the three of us. We're watching that '70s show on the projector because they have a projector in this pizza place, and we're talking. And this guy's like, "Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, nothing." <laughs> what are you guys what are you guys doing tonight i just responded we're painting and then oh what are you, what are you painting we, we elaborate on that we're painting miniatures blah, blah 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 nerdy shit like sam went way more into it i was just like we should just let that we were painting a picture together nude with <laughs> with our with our fingers holding but, each other <laughs> dipping my sh- dipping but my tits this guy, in, this guy in, uh, was just like paints. oh that's cool like i just moved out here and you know, I'm just trying to spread like the healthy word. You know, it's like, you know, a lot of people. It's like a, a really strong placebo effect. Your mind can heal all wounds, and I mean, to some level, I agree with him. Like, the, your mind is yeah, a the powerful placebo tool. effect. You know, but if you have an abscess the size of your hand on your thigh, you might want to go see a doctor. And this guy was just, you know, he just launched off into his tangent about new age medicine and how. You can just rub each other's backs and in oil and you'll be all right. <laughs> take this eucalyptus, take this eucalyptus oil and rub it on your partner's back for a week, and that tumor will now just be a cyst. I have no doubt that a lot of like that stuff has some grounds in preventative stuff, but I don't like spreading that around because for the the meek minded, the fickle minded. People tend to, to just buy into that, 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 that mantra. and do it in the sense where there's something actually serious. That mantra still plays easily curable. You being that mantra still plays in you being incredibly physically active. Mm-hmm. It plays Absolutely. into you being healthy, eating well, taking care of your body already. Outside of the fact right. of what an average person would do, you can't just say. I'll just think happy thoughts. That's it, it. You have to do the entire other half of that. You have to live a positive lifestyle yeah. as well. Um, what I was going to bring up, like as far as all that shit goes, was uh, and still, even actually, when you're living that lifestyle, you got an abscess on your leg. You need to go to the fucking doctor. I was actually <laughs> just having a discussion. Uh, anti-vaxxers, whatever, blah blah blah. Uh, but where I wanted to go with it was my cousin is a fucking registered nurse, and she's constantly posting like anti-vax shit on Facebook. You're a fucking and nurse. You can't be doing that. Fucking nurse. Like, isn't there like you HIPAA measles, laws? And you shit? got like, fucking measles out there in in Seattle yeah, and shit, it. Portland. And it's like she's like totally like anti-vax. It's like you can't be a fucking nurse and like spread this kind of shit. 
Like, even if you are, don't put that shit out into the world because people are going to buy it more off of you. Because you... Because they but think you know what the fuck you're talking about. But she's not going to think there's anything wrong with that. Right. But it's like, okay, well, like I've brought up before, come and fucking talk to me when you're upset when your kid has fucking polio when that shit hasn't showed up in how many years. Like, yeah. But That's it's the like a measles thing now. As a fucking nurse, like you should not be able to spread oh, that. That's a bad mess. <laughs> Get here from a stratosphere. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, the whole the new age. The yeah, new yeah, age, the new age shit. Yeah. My but bad. A my stratosphere bad. Hey, man, ahead of the curb, you know? Fucking twenty years earlier, fucking pooping all over it. Now I wanted to do a f- like two more comments on specific things that I liked about them. Uh the end track. When it ends, it's called D flat hell. Yep. And then at the end of the track, there's like one of those, you know, 90s, after the song is over, you've listened this far, there's like a little commentary thing where the guy literally starts like, oh, wow, you made great it. job. <laughs> do, do, do. He literally yeah, starts humming. Mime, the, yeah, he's miming the song and making fun of it. Yeah, and then awesome. he's like, literally like, oh, you fucking white people listen. He is a white dude. He's like, you white people out there, I wouldn't fucking even look at you. As long. I'll fucking kill you. I will I will infect your brains and give you a disease. It's just this guy going off for like a good couple minutes. At the end of a recording session, it's like the humor you'd expect from like uh, these like quirky musicians. And I really love that. Fuck yeah. So then the next album kicks in. And it was so different. It was like going from... I didn't get to the next album. I just did this one, and I... I don't even know what it's called, but it has, like, a picture of, like, a deer and crosshairs and just, like, various hunting gear on the side. It's a great fucking album cover. I did not not, uh, listen to that one. I got through... I got through... I didn't uh, listen to it all, either. I got through the one you sent me, and I liked parts of it. I thought the transitions at certain points were really rough. That happens with Prague, I mean, I, I get where they were coming from. But at some point, I was like, did Doug do this to me? Because he thought I tortured him so much. <laughs> <laughs> I the in the week before. Because <laughs> I, feel, I feel like they had all these... I feel like all the ideas were there. I just felt like it wasn't necessarily stitched really well together. But I did enjoy a good chunk of it. That's good. Well, I thought you might like the sax, because you have a I soft did. spot for the sax. I like... I like there is some romantic, sexy saxophone oh, yeah. in there. I, I liked the vast expanse of music they tried to cover. I thought some of the metal stuff... It was just in there. It was, it was it just was, in there. That Exactly. It, it some wasn't of the a stuff, metal album, though. Yeah, some of the stuff in there, it was just like, this is just in there because one of the guys enjoys this. And at the same time, maybe I just was looking at it with the wrong perspective, but... Now the uh, the next album that just had a song randomly play off of it, like the rest of the content off that album is also drastically different. But it had this almost like uh, '60s Star Trek. It had the like a theremin and like a. a I want to play the Kirk fight lead. The, the... <sighs> fucking, the I didn't even mention any of the fucking banjo. This this is how all over the place. I'm done. I'm done talking about this shit. <laughs> you go, on, go on for fucking it's everywhere. Ever. Yeah, it every is goddamn everywhere. instrument. Steve, you got anything you want to uh, talk about? I mean, I guess I didn't send any of it to you guys because you know that's fine. Kind of fucking that's fucking short notice. But yeah. uh, the shirt I'm wearing, another fucking punk band from Milwaukee. 
Lawless. Nice. She made the shirt herself, the lead singer, Bonnie. She does like fucking punk clothing and stuff. But uh, Lawless, she's a fucking badass. For for what you can't see, uh, one is a uh, nuclear disarmament symbol and one is a nuclear waste symbol. Yeah. Um, radioactive. So uh, they they derive a lot off of uh, UK eighty two punk, which is considered like the second wave of punk to come out of the UK. So more like street punk. Is yeah, eighty two referring to like the, the year? year? Okay. Yeah, because like at first it was seventy seven. Yeah, seven late seventies, and then uh, it was eighty two. So they like break off a lot from eighty two. Uh, so what does it have more in common? Just like a like rough guitar riffs that's just like straight up um, that and like uh, or is it uh, more theme. of the surf rock? Oh uh, no, it's uh, that's not surf rock. They didn't do that in the street UK. Street punk, like super fucking, just heavy, like in your face, fucking lyrical themes. Uh, not nothing off the top of my head because like I've only seen them live. They don't have anything out yet. But, like, seeing them live, fucking sabbatic and shit, they play their shows, Frank's Power Plant, stuff like that. Dude, she fucking kills it. Like, she is a presence, dude. Like, that's good, she, especially a, live. Yeah, she's a fucking badass. And she makes Hopefully all these clothes, can... she makes her own shirts and shit. They've really been killing it, and like, um, is that a bleach shirt? Hopefully, that. Yeah, she, hopefully though she they made can, all this with bleach. Hopefully, right. they can transfer yeah. that onto their album presence when they finally do release one, because you can do that. Now, uh, Steve-O was holding his shirt up. What I used to, I used to call the, Van- the Vanteras. Yeah, the Vanteras. Steve-O had gotten some bleach on some black vans, and it looked like fire and explosions, basically. The, so the same classic dime bag. Yeah. Flame so I was like, "What are those? Some Pantera vans?" He's like, "Oh, Vanteras, motherfucker!" <laughs> that was that was when I first came back from Arizona. Right. Oh, yeah, good times, dude. man. Oh, That's when you God. and me actually started fucking hanging dude, out. Dude, fuck like, yeah. We independent first, of, like, Stefan or Sean. It first started right before I left. And then I left and came back, and it was like, bam, dude. You know Babyface wants to kick it? Baby. He hit me up. Jason. Angel Babyface. Baby face. Really? Eberhart. Wow. He just hit me up. Like, one day I was driving home. It was fucked up. I was listening to All Shall Perish. As soon as I hit play, he texts me. He's like, "That's like, what are you doing right now?" And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like some of his music. Yeah, and shit, I guess like... he's out of town this week, but next week he wants to kick it with. Apparently, you know, he uses... I don't really subscribe to a lot of that like coincidence stuff, but sometimes it makes you fucking it's like, wonder. wow, I was man. Just like that, it, it was just like a that's a weird hap stance. But he wants to kick it with us, uh, Sean. R.I.P. That can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, uh, what was it? Two years ago, when I was still with. My ex, that was the bartender shit. He showed up with Aaron and Sean at yeah, her bar in uh, South Milwaukee. Yeah. I was there too. Yeah. yeah. And he drank uh, Red Bulls. So. Yeah, he drank fucking energy so drinks the sober. whole time. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, dude, that's a good thing, man. Yeah. Can't hate on it. I'm sitting there just taking shots left and right. Yeah, it was like your birthday, wasn't it? No. No. It was a different one. My birthday. All right. I think it is time to. Sorry, folks. We'll regale you with to- stories some other time. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this long. We will see you next fucking week. Hey, uh, but by the way, uh, if you enjoyed this video, go on YouTube, subscribe to us so you can get our videos and make Radio Loud Radio Proud. <laughs> Good day.